0: Recorded live. Hello, hello!
1: I love the uh, little intro to talk you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's very uh, uplifting.
1: It reminds me, it's 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 almost like you know 90s MIDI music. (laughs) Yeah, it gives me those little warm, fuzzy feelings inside my heart. (laughs) What's up, man? How have you been?
0: I've been great, man. We um spent a bunch of time traveling this summer and yep. you know, I'm just I've been getting into the groove I guess really ever since I got back from my last trip which was like uh a few days after Labor Day. So Yeah. Yeah, hey, it's been, been good. How are you?
1: I'm I'm doing great. That's that's all I can say. Um Things things are moving in a real good direction, uh, for me. Um a li- little background just where I was at. So because um, we we first talked I think it was when you had joined the family, was that right?
0: Uh yeah, that that's the very that's first how we first time. It how was before you?
1: yeah, we we met in the family. I remember your first live event, you brought a whole bunch of those um the mugs. Yeah, was yeah. that right? Like the the copy disclosure, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you you brought those, yep. right? So mm-hmm. that was that was in May, mm-hmm. and we we chatted a little bit. Um, we did your your talent dynamics. Well, I, I I went through some personal stuff that was going real bad, which hit my business. And so for about six months, I was doing bad, man. Like a I'm year sorry, ago, you. things were not going well. And um, I just started getting I started hustling again, like February, and um, things got things are good. Things are good helping out a bunch of people um, that's great man i I mean for more but um i'm making I'm making cool stuff happen man a little- little bit at a time I think that's the challenge I had before I was trying to jump into things, which isn't my style mhm, going so that's that's what's going on with me. What about you uh,
0: you know I mean, I have been quite busy uh You know, I think for me, the, you know, working and publishing for other people was new when I joined the family. And so I probably had a little bit of the same experience you did where it was like, I was trying to eat the elephant in one bite. Um, But, uh, you know, that business has built momentum, even though it wasn't necessarily as quick as, you know, I might have wanted at that time. And uh, I still have my real estate business, too, so I've been, uh, you know, active in both areas. And what I've been focused on more recently is an intersection of the two where I'm helping other people in real estate get the benefits that I've gotten uh, in my real estate business through publishing. So, you know, I think it's very similar to... Uh, what you're doing in terms of, you know, helping people in a very specific industry where you have experience. So uh, when I saw your book and saw what was going on, I thought, okay, well, there's a definite parallel here, and so maybe we can help each other or brainstorm or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, it took me a while to get this going, and um I don't know if I was just afraid or I just didn't know what to do or I was afraid because I didn't know what to do but mm-hmm. I've, I've got it, it kind of nailed in terms of this particular model. So tell me this, for your publishing, because I do mul- – well, I'm doing both now. I've got multi-author books um, for positioning, which and, – and I'm doing some – I'm probably going to do another. I've sold like three single-author books as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is, wh- when you do publishing for your clients, what is the outcome of that? Like why, why do they buy? What is the outcome they want from the book? Um,
0: Well, the clients that come to me, you know, I mean, my focus is on building businesses. Yes. So I don't do the warm and fuzzy memoir type stuff. Um, Right. And I think that stuff is great, it's just outside of my wheelhouse. So I work with clients. And they won't um, pay as
1: good (laughs) for the most part.
0: Uh well that I don't know about actually cuz I mean there's some people making a lot of money um in that market.
1: <laughs> oh really? Okay. Uh, like, yeah. I mean as the clients or the like well I you know what I, I I see that too. I was just talking to someone about that because if if you have people who are doing um who have a bunch of money but just want to do a legacy warm and fuzzy book then they can do that too. But anyway, exactly. go ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah it's just just not my area of expertise, so uh for now, unless I you know develop my skills in that area, it's not something I'm targeting um, so anyways, yeah, so my clients are looking to build their business um and I've helped people in different um capacities on like a a custom basis so if somebody comes to me in an industry where I have no clue what they do um you know, then I obviously really just coaching them through the process because, you know, it's like I can't play amateur brain surgeon. Um, yes. I can just, you know, provide my publishing knowledge and, and be a sounding board and, you know, help them ramp up the learning curve on production and things like that. So that was the offer that I had been uh, running, but I didn't feel like it was it was scaling up as quickly as I wanted, and I wasn't necessarily – you know, seeing people get their results as quickly. Mm -hmm. So that's when I took a second look over at at real estate and, you know, focusing on that. Yes. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, I've done some single author books in real estate, but I found it to be challenging to sell that at a price point that made sense for me.
1: Um, And what price point is that?
0: Um, well, I, I mean, for a single author book, I really wouldn't want to be involved in anything less than 10 K. Yeah. And, you know, for real estate agents, they're not used to spending that kind of money in one go. And I got some people to take me up on it. But I started to look at how much time I was spending on strategy sessions, And I, I thought, wow, like, even though I'm getting more per sale, I think this is the worst use of my time. <laughs> Because on a per-hour basis, I'm getting, you know, much less. Whereas if I reduce yes. the price and I get a higher sell rate, then it's going to, you know, be better use of my time. Yes. So I had to kind of, you know, learn that lesson the hard way. and um, And so now I'm working on a multi-author book. And I'm also working on a kind of streamlined single-author book and some other things. So... That stuff will roll out. um, You know, the first, the multi-author. I want to get that going in the next couple weeks, and actually have a client on a on a single author. um, Nice. So, so yeah, that's some of the stuff that's going on.
1: What's your price point um, for your multi-author book?
0: I'm rolling it out at five k. Okay.
1: Cool. Uh, And and that also that also includes like. but
0: it also includes a lot of training, so it's it's not okay, just yeah. the book.
1: What is your so would, in terms of your real like, estate uh, background? In terms of real estate background, what is your like magic? Is it in marketing?
0: I'm not really sure how to answer that.
1: Well, okay, so so here's why I ask. My magic is in marketing martial arts schools. That's nice. what it is. This book is just a cool, sexy little thing that helps get my people in front of the people that they want to be at so I can so I can teach them how to market to them. Like, right. to get some... So, so, for example, a karate school, one of their big markets is a school, right? Like an elementary school. So this is designed to make it easier for them to get in, in, into the elementary school but then once they're in the elementary school, they're like, well, what do I do? Like, well, that's what I'm going to teach you. Right. And that's my ongoing offer is helping them continue to build their business using grassroots methods, using relationship-based um, stuff in their, in their town. Right. So that's why I found this was like really, it was really powerful. Um, I'm also finding here that when they get results with the chapter, some of them are like, well, could I do my own book? And it's like, yeah. So maybe that that would like, if your people are in in your multi book, they would like want to do the single author book and pay you that extra. Uh-oh. I don't know. Oh, so okay. Anyway, that's Absolutely. that's that's my model because because the book doing the book. I've only done one book so far. I'm rolling out two more. But I'm a pro at marketing marketing martial arts. That's why I asked if that's what like your. <laughs> if that's what your magic is with, with real estate.
0: Well, it's similar. I mean, I guess the difference, though, is that I'm not necessarily trying to get them to use a I'm – not, I'm not using a book to just get them in the door, so to speak, and then try to you know, give them a bunch of other techniques. I yeah. actually use the book in my real estate business to build it. So Aha. what okay. I'm doing – So you is show
1: them how to utilize it.
0: Yeah, I show them how to utilize it, and that gets some things rolling. But there's obviously going to be, you know, the next level of that, which is, okay, so, you know, for a lot of real estate agents, you know, they're going to have a lot more questions. And I think that the value they'll get from the initial offer will be great, and people who actually do something with it and are successful are going to want more. Like you said, they may want a single author book. Um, I mean, my experience, everybody who authors a book, I mean, they feel like it's the biggest thing they've ever done and it's so cool and it's like this mountain that they are, are about to scale. And then once they do it, they're like, okay, let's go to the next mountain, you know? So uh, okay. that's one of the cool things about this business is that you don't really have to sell somebody on it. Everybody seems to sell themselves yeah. on that second book.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So cool.
0: Okay. So so yeah, so that's pretty much it. I, I just you know, I think it's cool what you're doing and I love the fact that you're using such a an easy to uh get publicity hook for the book. It's really clever.
1: Well, I have to say I learned did you ever work with um with Brian Horn and uh, Jack Mice?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've not, like, worked with them directly, but I did, um, you know, I've I've gone through so, several of their courses, and I'm in, like, the other group and stuff.
1: Yeah, because, like, I'm, I've been in their authority building group thing for a while. And I guess I was allured by, oh, I was attracted by the allure of, hey, I could, you know, help people with authority marketing and whatnot. And then, it, for me, I figured out, shit, there's a lot of stuff I was already doing. So I like take little pieces of like like the multi-author book stuff. I didn't know anything about it until I talked to them, and I was in their thing. So, so my investment with them has been well worth it. Um, but I'm taking my own experience and, and adding that on. So, um, so yeah, that's that's been really neat. They they've got some cool resources too. I don't utilize them as much as I used to, um, just because I kind of know. But yeah, all the all the Facebook marketing stuff and the techniques like that's their entry level stuff that they sell as info products essentially I'm like damn this stuff actually does work
0: (laughs) yeah no no I mean I think their stuff is great and it's uh you know and I've spoken to Jack a, a few times he actually interviewed me for you know his podcast and stuff oh that's cool so so you know um and I've spoken to Brian too. I, I just haven't done anything at a higher level. I honestly don't even know what their high level offerings are. Um
1: I don't know if well I think you're probably do already doing what their higher what their higher level offering is. They might have a couple like tools and stuff, um that they put together. Like I don't know how much you charge it now. I paid like a hundred bucks a month for their little...
0: Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I, I, I haven't seen any offer from them that's, like, you know, 10K yeah, like or... Yeah,
1: they're big yeah, offers. 30K.
0: Here's you know what they're doing now.
1: Like they are doing... They had, a, they had a mastermind or, like, a group mentoring or whatever. It was, like, six. I think they were just testing it. And then they do a bunch of done-for-you stuff. Yeah. So... So I think they just kind of look for a bigger scale. I mean, I don't know how many people are in that group, but they look for bigger scale stuff, and they've got multiple streams of income coming in because every time I, I get one of these syndicated news releases, I pay them.
0: Mm-hmm. And they make a little cutoff mm-hmm.
1: of it somewhere there. So I, I don't know, man, but they got some cool stuff. But I think probably the guys that are, um, like, their biggest players in the group are doing the same stuff you are. They're they're, they're charging 10 k for a single author book. Yeah, well, like
0: I said, I mean, at less than that, I just don't really see how it's worth the time and and the energy, you know. Um, But every market's different, and obviously it depends on how you're specking it out and all kinds of things. So it's just taken me a little bit more trial and error, I think, to hone in exactly what's the right level of service and price, Um, you know, at least that suits me. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, Kevin talks a lot in the family about leveraged service delivery. And, and it's something we all want, but it's kind of like you go from, oh, that makes a lot of sense, to, okay, how do I actually how the fuck do, we do, do this? <laughs> this? You know, like, how do I make it so that I am delivering massive value with minimum input? and And unfortunately, that's really, I think, one of the things where, you know, Kevin's model kind of, falls short where it's like it works for him because he's teaching sales and he doesn't really have deliverables. Right. (laughs) So it's like, if I can just talk to people on the phone, that's my delivery, which is freaking awesome for him. But, you know, for those of us where it's just not really part of the model or applicable, I think it, it takes a lot more trial and error to, to get that leveraged service delivery running.
1: So when you help your clients to publish, do you, do you just do strategy with them to help them to get published, or are you a publishing house as well?
0: Um, I've been doing it under a consulting agreement, but I am uh, forming a publishing uh, you know, company, so I'll have that imprint yeah. to use. But, I mean, from a practical standpoint, um, You know, I mean, even for a publishing company, it's like basically the, you know, if you go to a major publisher, I mean, you still got to write the book, (laughs) you know? So uh, that's the part, of course, that people seem to need the most help with. And so... Which is
1: the writing the book part?
0: Yeah, writing the book is really the part that most people stumble on, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot...
1: um, How do you feel about interview process?
0: Well, that's what I'm going to use for the multi-author book. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's one way to go, but for a single-author book, you know, I I don't know. It just seems to me like that's kind of. Uh, I mean, again, I could be I could be mistaken, but it just I don't know. I feel like if I were going to publish a book, I'd want it to look like all the other books that I read. And yeah. You know so I mean, I did one interview book um, myself, but it was with yep. Brian Tracy, and so it was kind of like I was willing to trade off what I consider to be a better format to kind of you know do something yep. associated with him.
1: Here's what I'm doing, which I don't think is exactly an interview book because I know some people will just do like a straight interview, like a straight transcript that's cleaned up yeah i I talk to my guys. I interview them for however long, thirty minutes or so. I get it transcribed, and I, I have a writer, and he formats that. He formats the whole thing into a readable chapter. And so I don't know mm-hmm. if everyone does that. Like frankly, I, I didn't even. I've I haven't read any of the multi-author books that have been in Brian and Jack's group, but they um. I i I I pay it. I pay a writer a ghostwriter to take it and turn it into a, a, a good chapter. And sure. every one um, of my clients have loved it. And so I don't know if that's like, that's what I was going to plan to do with a, with a single author book. What, what, what are your having done this more than me? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, well, I, I've used that method to create like an introductory chapter to a book. Uh-huh. So, for one chapter and particularly for an introduction, you know, I feel like that makes sense. The challenge with making it an ongoing business model is, you know, it's how much can you get done, how quickly and at what quality. So, you know, I might just be too, too hard on, on the quality issue. But I mean, for me, The wrangling those writers and managing that is kind of a hassle. And so I I even brought in a project manager uh, who's got experience in publishing to do it, but I just really felt like the quality of what is acceptable to other people is not acceptable to me. Now, of course, what matters most is the client, but I also don't want to be in a position where I'm doing things for people and I'm not proud of the work.
1: You're not proud of your work. I get that. Okay.
0: I yeah.
1: That.
0: So, I mean, you know, if you got a writer and he's great and all that, then, you know, that's awesome. Um, you know, I would just try to see, you know, what happens if this guy. Uh, yeah, what happens way.
1: if I lose this guy? <laughs> what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause just like I said, in my experience, it's been challenging and I've had some people who, you know, are, are, are good enough, but it's like anything else. It's just getting that process dialed in and totally having a really clear, you know, set of guidelines and having a backup and, you know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, so what price points are you offering your multi-author or your single author?
1: So I've, Here's what I did for, for my guys, because again, my end game is to put them into my ongoing service. Um, any clients get one chapter already in, I, but it's also my entry into my ongoing service. Which my ongoing service right now, I'm priced at it's just it's just a thousand a month, so it's twelve k a year, and they get one multi-author chapter. Or these guys, I'm selling at fifteen hundred, which is going they're going really fast. So, for my next one, I'm upping it. Um, it. It's a number that works for my market, and I think I can up it to 2K easily without having to do much more. Because the people that I'm getting could pay 2K. Um okay, the people so, who are so saying no, so I don't you're, think you're they could. So, are doing a
0: book offer front end, like they just have to join the mastermind and they get the book? Or I'm, I'm not clear. I'm
1: doing it the, the other way around. I'm getting them, I'm using the book. Because in my industry, in how my martial arts industry, I'm sorry. Say again.
0: How much is the book?
1: The the chapter or
0: both. How much is I was asking. How much is the multi-author and the single author?
1: Okay. The multi the multi-author is fifteen hundred.
0: Oh wow, that's cheap. Okay.
1: Yeah, it it it, it is cheap. So I'm like <laughs> okay. So um, my production costs aren't too much, but. I'm like, you know what? This is going really well. This this is the first one I've actually sold. Well, mostly I, I sold like three chapters of the. Other one. I, I still have ongoing clients, but I'm gonna. I'm the next one going up to two. I'll probably take it up higher than that. Um, afterwards, as as I get more results and more momentum, um, and then my my ongoing trainings, it's twelve. It's twelve a year. Now the single author books, I'm still playing with the pricing on that. I'm doing one for someone for six, which I have a feeling is gonna be a lot more headache than I really want, but it'll get me the experience of doing it mhm, which will be cool, and then I can price it after I can price them after that to decide what's gonna be the price after I've actually done it. And so I after, you know there. I mean,
0: what what are you doing for them as far as the the writing? You're going to try to use the same model where you interview them and have the ghostwriter turn into something?
1: Yes. So these, yes. now they're single author books. I don't know how long yours are. We're talking about five chapters.
0: Oh, okay, that's really short. Okay, yeah, no, mine are like full, you know, 150 so pages.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mine are usually like there's a few, they've got a few key think key concepts they want to do. They've got a chapter on each one, maybe mm-hmm. two. So usually it's going to be about six, about five or six chapters. Got it.
0: And so how many pages does that end up coming in at? So like 40, 40 pages or something?
1: I'll tell you. As an example, so the multi-author book, oh, I'll count the introduction of the chapter. One, two, three. I'll count those last two. So this one had 11, and it came out to be a total of 133. So let's call that, what is that, 11, 12 pages a chapter? So a five-chapter 5, five chapter book.
0: 60 pages, maybe?
1: Yeah, 60 pages.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, if your market's happy with that, then I think, um, you know, then absolutely go go with it. I mean, it, it allows it, them I'm to the be focused. I'm the first person in this
1: it. market doing it, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I want to up-level my pricing. I'm so ready to up-level this. Like, I've got two more spots to sell in this this December volume. And in 2016, it's going up. hmm I'll probably raise it to, I might take it to three and sell it at 25 or take it to 25 and, and sell it at two for urgency. If I can fill out, if I can sell out another one at 20, at 2000, then I'll just up it after that. So well, what What percentage of, of people time. who
0: you are bringing into this book are actually taking you up on the, uh, on the ongoing service?
1: I don't know yet.
0: All right.
1: This is everyone in the first book was a client.
0: Oh, they already the were second,
1: Yeah, they were already clients. The second one I'm looking at this now. I think half even half, one, two, three, four, five. Call it yeah, okay, so, so half of them are clients and half are not. Of those half, I know one is not going to be, is not going to assign possibly two. Because he's just not, he he was a guy who's in the Chillionaire program that just wanted a chapter. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. i put you in. So, you know, they, I, I don't plan to work with him, but he wanted to be in and I had a spot, so. So that's cool. Um,
0: Got it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's going to dictate to some degree, um, you know, where you price the front end. But, I mean, I, I definitely think we should be going and trying to push the upper boundary of the pricing. Yeah. I mean, even at 2500 that's pretty damn cheap. Like, and if somebody is really that price sensitive where they'll say yes at 2500 or they'll say no at $2,500, they'll say yes at 2000 that's a pretty good indication they're not going to be a good fit for ongoing service.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's cool is that with – so with this first one, again, it was all clients already. We we put it together, and the results they're getting is fantastic. So even at the price point from these karate guys, if they get one – I'm sorry. If they get two students, that $2,500 is paid for. Yeah. If they get two kids. So it, it's like all right look let me show you what these guys have done. So the first group was for me was like okay guinea pigs. Let's test this whole thing out. It was it was guinea pig on a production too. I it was about 2 months late. But this one the second one's coming together very well and the third one's going to be easy. We done right on schedule cuz I'm 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 learning it myself like how to how to manage the outsourcing and whatnot. But um yeah, I'll definitely take it up. Well, the the fourth volume is going to go up. I'm closing it out. I'll close it out this week. I've got two more spots. I'll probably sell them. I think I'm going to sell one tonight and one tomorrow in the morning, and go from there.
0: That's great, man. Well, I think it's an awesome angle, and uh, particularly with the case studies you're getting and everything else, I think it's great. Um, so kudos to you, and uh, you know we should definitely keep in touch because obviously the things that you know, I'm going to be learning, serving my market, um, I'm sure, are applicable to what you're doing and vice versa.
1: Yeah, I think so because we'll, cause we're essentially doing very, very similar things in two different markets. And exactly. I think, yeah. um, our real estate, and again, you said that real estate agents don't necessarily, um, like, they wouldn't spend 10. How much do they spend? Because I have no idea.
0: Um, what they well, do? you know the thing is, and, and I mean, and I have to say none of them will. I mean, like I said, I found some, but yeah. look, most real estate agents don't make shit, right? So yeah. at least with your guys, you know that they're business owners, right? If Somebody owns a martial arts studio. Mm-hmm. On some level, they had to have their shit together, <laughs> right? I mean, like,
1: well, you know, it's like,
0: <laughs> well, no, because like even if even if you're a complete idiot and you're running it into the ground, you've got a lot of you know, assets and resources in place, you know, like they had to be able to to do some things just to get in that position, even if they're knuckleheads. Um, whereas, you know, anybody can become an agent with a very limited amount of capital and ability. So there's a much wider field, I think, when it comes to agents. Um, you know, the average income of an agent is really low. So there's that issue to contend with. And then once you filter out and start just dealing with more successful agents, I think they're all, uh, used to programs that are more of like a monthly type thing, kind of like what you described. So it's like, okay, for $200 a month or X dollars a month, you know, I'll take a chance on this, that, and the other. Um, But there's not a whole lot of people out there that are saying, okay, you know, write me a check for five grand or 10 grand or whatever it is, and we're going to transform your business. So it's not necessarily an easy sell, but I've been going where I have the knowledge and where I can say, hey, look, you do this, you really get to transform your business. It's not a bunch of bullshit. Like, you know, stop being just another real estate agent and become an author. So
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah what, so ongoing, ongoing, yeah. what is your
1: ongoing What uh, is your ongoing I haven't haven't done it yet. Oh okay. Well here's here's one thing I, I I just wonder too, just thinking out loud. I don't know what you would price your ongoing service at. Is that something that you could package in almost? Would that even make sense? I don't want
0: to wind up back in the same position I was in where it's just more money than they can handle. Um, and even 5K, there's not a lot of people that are trying to sell stuff to realtors for 5K that I'm aware of, but um, but there are some. And, you know, I mean, Scott and Jim are doing it they're very successful. And, you know, the, the real argument here that you can make is, look, like you just need to get one deal from this it's paid for. And then every other deal you get for the rest of your life and everything else you learn is gravy. So, you know, that's to me where the value proposition should lie. And it's just like, Hey, look, if you know, if if I've laid this all out for you in this presentation and you can clearly see the potential here, then you should do it. And if 5k is holding you back, then that's you holding you back. Because, like, how could you not make one fucking sale with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, that's really the uh, the value proposition. And it sounds like with your guys, you know, it might be okay. they got to make a couple sales. But, you know, that's also a quicker sales process. So it's easier for your guys yeah. to essentially it's do it. a lot quicker sales
1: process than, than buying a house.
0: Yeah, because you got to find the client, you got to bond with the client, you got to close the deal, collect your commission. So even in, you know, even in good circumstances, that's going to take probably a few months to go from beginning to end. And if that's the case, well then, you know, really want to make sure that you've got the ability to carry that. Yeah. So I'm giving them, uh, you know, twelve weeks of training. Uh, in addition to the book. And the idea is that basically for 5K, they really get a transformation of their business where they're going to have this asset that they can use in the business. They're going to have training. And then, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's where we go.
1: That's awesome, man. That that really is, that's really, really cool. Thanks. Then well, I guess, you know, it it, it depends on how, how they think about it because they're not just getting a book, although it's the cornerstone, it's look, you've got 12 weeks of training. The 12 week program is 5k. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the training alone is something that could be massively valuable to them. And so what I'm focusing on there is, you know, how to work with high net worth individuals, how to attract them and work with them, because that seems to be something that is uh, a real hot button for real estate agents. and something they don't understand. And, And so I've got a lot of experience and a lot of stuff I can do to help them, uh, you know, get up to the next level. Because, you know, in real estate, you know, if I represent someone on a $2 million house, I make 10 times as much as on a, you know, $200,000 house and, you know, typically less work. So everybody wants that.
1: oh, man, that sounds good.
0: Yeah. So, so if you are going out publicly with your next one and trying to solicit you know, new people and make that your front end instead of selling it to your existing clients, are you planning to use uh, Facebook advertising for that, or how do you plan to fill it?
1: So this last one, I fill it from my list, and there's a couple of groups that I work. That are full of martial arts school owners. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I think I and, and and I so I use um I use webinars to do that almost exclusively. Um, I didn't even do a I didn't do a full paid ad mostly because I didn't get around to doing it. So I boosted a couple of posts, which were as, as they always are a pretty big waste of money. Um. But I worked the list and. I didn't even work the list that hard. The webinar did a lot of it. I did one on last Thursday. And I, I guess I'll need to look back and see exactly where my sales came from. I did one last Thursday. I did one on Sunday. And I and I sent out one more blast to my list yesterday saying I had three spots left.
0: And so Okay, today. so apart from your list, because obviously there's only so many you know, people there, when you're looking to grow it and get outside of your current sphere, what mm-hmm. do you think is going to be your main channel of bringing those people in? just Facebook ads?
1: Yeah. I'm going to work Facebook ads. The next sphere I'm going to look at is coaches. Um, mostly because I have, I have pretty good credibility in the Tony Robbins environment. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the low hanging fruit where I, you know, I know coaches that are struggling, you know, because you tell a lot, of, especially the Tony Robbins environment promotes people to be coaches because they want people to work for them or whatever, but a lot of them don't make money, and a lot of them try to do it on their own. So just doing right. that in a, in a very similar kind of thing. And I would I'd probably just – I did one webinar for coaches. Um, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. There were a bunch of technical difficulties, and my content was all over the place. I think I just wasn't comfortable with it yet. Uh, And I'll I'll probably dabble with that a little more, but I'm going to keep working this karate thing for a while just because the demand is there, and I want to see how my conversions go. Um, I'll probably do... I'm going to do an offer for a live event. I'll start marking that after I fill this, so it'll probably be early next week. And then kind of let's see where the dust settles and over 'cause it I mean it's nice to get this front end money, but you don't have to hustle so much, man just work with someone for a while, and you know so get if if I'm not delivering the transformation that I really want uh or that that they need to to continue um ongoing, then I need to do something about that
0: yeah well i I think you're you got plenty big a market and martial arts um so I think. Focusing on that would be great. The other thing you're going to have an advantage with, too, is that if you really want to continue using a ghostwriter, um, it's going to be a lot easier for you to develop people in a certain industry, whereas trying to have a ghostwriter who can just sort of write about anything and get it done No, that's quality. a great
1: point. Maybe this is why my ghostwriter is such a badass because he, he, he's – I used to work with him. He was a martial arts guy.
0: Yeah, he no, that's, that's
1: 100% He, he gets why. them, yeah. He gets. these yeah. So if you go into coaching
0: guys. and it's like a general type thing, and, and I'm telling yeah. you, because it's tough. So the way you right? could like, do it is you could you know, start, find somebody else. And, and even if you don't find somebody who necessarily already has that knowledge, you know, they can develop it. And then once they develop it, you're good to go. So, yeah. so my, my advice would be really, really stick with that niche and develop it as much as you can. Like, I wouldn't even consider going after coaches unless you really felt like you had totally tapped out the opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I'm telling you, especially when you do things for a general, you know, wider audience, and it's not industry-specific, the production problems multiply and just get really, really hairy because you have to, you have to spend more time checking the work of the writers, more rounds of revision, more monitoring. you know, every time you have something going between somebody, somebody's got to be responsible for looking it over. So I think if you did a book that was just generally for coaches and use the same structure that you have now, it would probably wind up being like five times the work.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> I gotta check it and I can do that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So but uh you're definitely on the right track, man. I'm psyched for you. I think it's great.
1: Well I'm I'm excited too. I'm making the uh I'm 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 making the money that I set my goals for. Um, I started working with Kevin again when he opened the Chillionaire program
0: mm-hmm. um, and
1: it it seems like it well the, the original idea was that it would be a better fit because it was supposed to be a little more hand holding although there isn't that much hand holding <laughs> but as a result of me, <laughs> the numbers are just showing <laughs> i'm making i'm like making way more money now than I was before I started working with him again so it's like it's good I, I was making good money i was like i'm an i impl- I'm in a place to reinvest. I'm looking for a mentor. I didn't really want anyone else and mm-hmm. um, even just the just being in the group is powerful
0: well I mean I'm glad I was, I was
1: working by myself for a while which which didn't which which wasn't so good so nice to be in a in a group
0: I agree I mean I think it's good to be in something. Um, I certainly got a lot out of the family, but I also felt like I needed to get the model a bit more dialed in and some of those, some of the stuff that we talked about where it's like, you know, fine tuning, um, that really has to be in place. Otherwise, you know, the family is a hell of an expense. So, and also, I mean, I think Kevin was making a lot of changes to the group, like it, it changed yeah. a bunch over the t- course of time that I was there. And some of those changes, um, you know, I don't think are really done. I think it was just sort of like, you know, even at Kevin's level, people get to a point where they're just kind of like, okay, what comes next, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think there was some element to that with him.
1: Yeah. And and uh, at the Chilling event, he um, – I thought this was really – big of him. He admitted it. He was like, look, I I did this. This is the reason why I opened this group. It's kind of going two separate directions. So, I respect him for that. Are you still in the family?
0: No, my uh, membership was done on August 31st. Yeah. So, I did not renew. Um, there are quite a few people whose memberships of people were... Yeah. A
1: lot of, a
0: lot of people both, you know, recently, and I know there's a bunch coming up at the end of this month. Um, And it's not like, you know, I don't have any, I mean, I had a good experience with the family and I certainly got, I got out, you know, I think I feel like I got the value from being in the group, but I didn't get what I wanted to get out. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't regret going because it's not like I feel like, oh, man, I pissed this money away. But I definitely, I had a different vision for what would happen and how quickly it would happen. So
1: I think um, there was a big, because it was May. It was that event that we were both at that it seems like the culture changed. And I don't know if you – I can't remember how long you had been in, but I'd been in uh, since September, the previous September. And uh, the culture changed uh, quite a bit at that May event where he did that big push.
0: Like, May event, event with a big push?
1: Um, The the event that you brought all those mugs. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. That was May of
1: 2014.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah,
1: on. May of 2014, yeah. Oh,
0: so, okay, sorry, it wasn't yeah. this
1: past year because I, w- I wasn't in but – it was May May twenty fourteen. He did the big push. He brought on like I don't know thirteen people or something like that. And um, but you know because I'm I'm friends with I don't know if you kept in touch with like Joe Williams and um, Mike Agliero. You know
0: I I kept I I I communicated with uh, I kind of I'm in touch with Joe every so often. Yep. Um, Mike I actually pinged him but we never really connected. Um, yeah up again but um when he was doing his book I was actually kinda giving him some some free advice. Um yeah. So but uh yeah they're both good guys.
1: Yeah so um well anyway they they I became good friends with them because we all pretty much we went to our first live event together.
0: hmm
1: And we really bonded and we ended up going to a few more all together and it was it was neat and um you know they I think Mike more than Joe was really disappointed in in kind of what the expectation was and perhaps the promise was and stuff um and I think even Kevin started to notice that, like okay, well, there's people who want more help and people who want just to build businesses together so anyway i'm I'm in with him again um at this other. And this other program, which is uh, designed to be a little more hand-holding, that he's got an event coming up like next month that I'm going to. Um, cool. For this group, which is which, which I always love going to the events, and um, for me, I think it's a good fit. My friend, I don't know if you did. You ever meet Rich Creel? Yeah, I met Rich. Rich. Rich is a good friend of mine. He lives like right down the street from me. I'm just <laughs> no kidding. He's yeah, he's. We we live literally like 15 minutes away.
0: Oh, that's great. Tell him I said
1: hi. Yeah, I will. And um, he was very. I, I think if you saw anything on Facebook that he put out, he was very upset. He won't say he was, but he was very upset with what what uh what happened there. And um, unfortunate. But
0: yeah, well, I mean, that May mastermind was my first one. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that if people were disappointed then, then it's a good thing they left because things got a lot, a lot more chaotic in this past year. Yeah. Um, like the group just became really, really large and, you know, even had to change the size of the venue cause it couldn't hold them in his house anymore. And yeah. a lot of things like that, which inherently, you know, getting larger, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was pretty clear that there were growing pains. And that's, I think, yeah. That's really what caused the Chillionaire thing to happen because it's like, wait a minute, yeah. like, what are we doing? But the last May event for a lot of people was kind of the last straw because it was like nothing happened. Like there was no content. Like Kevin got up and spoke for like 30 minutes and, and it was like talk amongst yourselves. And, yeah. and so a lot of people were like, what the hell, man? I just like flew across the country or I flew c- across the world to come like sit around and, and, and BS for two days. And so a lot of people kind of mentally quit there. And I think that it was just, uh, you know, some of the side effect of the changes that are happening. I'm sure that Kevin's going to make it awesome. And, you know, probably the Hawaii event was awesome and stuff too. But for me, I just looked at it and said, I got some good stuff out of it. I made a lot of great connections, met some people that I think I'll really be friends with for a long time. So I don't regret it, but I also was having trouble justifying... uh, Doing it
1: again, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: doing it again right away. You know, I kind of feel like when things settle a little bit in the group, maybe when you get some of this stuff worked out, and when there's, you know, so maybe in another year or two years, I'd reconsider it, but it was definitely you know there's definitely growing. Up. Yeah, so. Agreed. Um but you know definitely we all agree. learn from that because we're all going to have to deal with that at some point ourselves. You know, at some point. Yeah. Well, at least we hope,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, well I'll I'll know more in a few weeks when I'm there and see how that goes. Yeah, he he did that big event, um, the chilling event and you could tell he wasn't comfortable doing that. Um he is doing the Chilling Air event at his house. Like this um this smaller one. Alcoa yeah, Alcoa. that really good. his house, which is which that that's always the one I was used to. Like i had been to his house like three or four times for the events and now that was really it was a good venue for what he's talking about. It was you know, it was really yeah, congruent yeah. with what he talks about versus the big um although that place was really nice, the center.
0: Beautiful place
1: yeah it's just not exactly what he was talking. He, he was uh, selling and promoting,
0: yeah, no, he's clearly going through some evolution of his own, which is cool.
1: like I said, it happens to everybody,
0: so you know you learn from, you learn from people not only when they're succeeding, but you learn from them when maybe they're you know not quite as successful, and draw the lessons and draw. So, all right, man, well, I'm going to get uh, running here. But, uh, yeah, tell, tell oh, Mike and, uh, and tell Rich I said hello the next
1: time you talk. I to will.
0: Us. And, I will. Um, you know, let's keep in touch. If there's anything I can do to help you out, if you ever want to brainstorm, you know, please don't hesitate.
1: Hey, likewise. Thank you so much. All,
0: all right. I, have a great day. I,
1: I I'll probably will when, I, when I'm going through this single author book. but I'm like, Alex, what do I do? <laughs>
0: totally happy to so, help.
1: Cool man. Well thanks a lot. We'll talk soon.
0: All right. Take care,
1: bud. All right, bye. Bye.